SV Pod is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Hi there. Welcome. This is SV Pod. Stanford Steve, back from the garden. We're in a shocking upset. The under hit. Under. Under by a mile. Should have factored in the, the, the fact that the man was going to get one hour of sleep after a show, get on an airplane and fly up there. He's going to put a dent in the man's total of the suds consumed. We'll get uh, to... Uh, go ahead. That was an excuse. I, I, there was a ticket mix-up. I want to make sure my buddies had the tickets. So uh, I was going to partake on uh, on press row. So uh, I was well-behaved and uh, got to enjoy the games. It was, it was awesome. But, hey, there's two things. Yeah. All right? The bracket and the dog. Which, that, where do we start? Clearly, the dog. <laughs> we'll get to the garden. <laughs> we'll get to the bracket. If we've learned one thing in all the years doing this, it's in it, and we learned it for sure last spring. I've always said sports is our greatest connector. I was wrong. It's dogs. Because when we lost Otis the dog last year and did that thing on the show, Nothing ever was a greater sort of outreach from people. And I'm like, because people, they love dogs. And we tried, we tried to get back on the, on the old emotional horse and welcome in a new guy. We did that at the end of the summer. Red, another Rhodesian Ridgeback. He's a puppy. He's about seven months old. <clears throat> For those that are listening going, what happened to Red? Well, sit back and let me tell you a story. I'm in Chicago for the tournament. Went out for Thursday, Friday. If the Terps survive Minnesota, I have quite a story about that and the cover play that I'll share with you in a bit. Remind me, Steve. Okay. To get the Friday game with Indiana. Okay, here we go. Friday afternoon, went out, took a ride to Highland Park, lovely suburb where one of my very best friends in the world, Dr. Kauf, we talked about Doc on the show from time to time. The doctor. <laughs> he is yeah he is that the doctor and this is one of like just for for reference i've been i've been in his wedding he actually i officiated his wedding he he he's been in, he was in mine um his beautiful bride brooke their family like this they're, they're like family and they have honest to god like short list of the nicest houses i've ever seen in my life maybe the nicest it's a hundred percent out of cribs or like a movie it's a, it's absurd how nice their home is. And I wanted to see it in person. So took a ride out, went to go get lunch on Friday. Things are going swimmingly. Having a lovely lunch. Come back to the house. It's the afternoon. We're going to see see their kid, William. Going to bring some buds by the house. They're like 13. We're just going to chop it up, talk some sports. It's going to be great. Phone rings. It's wifey. Hey, how you doing? Not good. We have a problem. Now, see, Steve's a husband and a dad, and he just, his head dropped, and he went, oh. For the youngsters out there, fellas, let me just give you a little, little roadmap for the future. If you're a father and a husband, and your wife tells you, we got a problem, Steve, what do you have? A problem. A problem <laughs> that that word's not thrown around lightly and it landed heavy in my lap. We immediately, I think, okay, are the kids all right? Well, they were red. The dog was not, there was apparently some sort of an uprising in the, in the dog daycare community among the big dogs and in the separation of the dogs out of one space, there was a bit of a jailbreak towards the lobby. Mm. Otis got out. Otis, I said, my God. Otis, I love you, pal. See, you're still in my mind. <laughs> that's what they say. They say there's a cartoon where like the dog, the dog that's in heaven speaks to the, the new dog and says, they still talk about you. Mm. There you go. Red has gotten loose. Uh-oh. So she says to me, Red's loose. They don't know where he is. Come again? Yeah, you heard me. Oh, it's 3.30 by basically East Coast time. 
deep breath, they'll find him. He's not a runner. He doesn't, he's not a, he's not the kind of guy that's going to take, take an adventure and show up in Nashville. He's not that kind of, he sticks mostly close to home, but he's not at home. He's in Rockville. And if he went one direction, it's hard to describe what Rockville Pike is. It's just a, it's not a highway. It's just an incredibly busy, like it's the busiest road in the area. There you go. It's insane. Lots and lots of businesses, all sorts of stuff, traffic, lots of it. If he ends up there, he's not good. No. And I'm thinking, I don't know what's to the right of it. I've never gone there. I just go pick him up. But he's he's on the lam. So I think they'll find him. They're going to find him. So I'm sitting there with my friends and the youngsters are home from school, their son and daughter, and we're. I'm trying to make nice. You things. can't have a conversation. There's no chance you could have a conversation with anybody in front of you right now with where their mind is, right? No shot. <laughs> and I realized that, so I said, look, I got to go. Because immediately I'm thinking, I got to go home. Now, go home to do what? Be like, it's not a, this ain't a movie, dog. Like, I'm not going to go back and, like, put my nose on the ground and be like... I'm gonna, I gotta find the scent. Here, buddy. Hey, Red. <laughs> what am I doing? Well, I'm just going because I'm thinking the kids have got to be a mess. Mm. I'm sure my wife's a bit of a mess. We're all a mess because look, we lost Otis the dog. It was gut wrenching, as you know. And it's been seven months. That's enough time for, the, for for this guy to weasel his way into our hearts in a big way. And he's he's a baby. He doesn't know. And we're like, oh God, I'm afraid he's gotten run over. Or, I mean, is this beautiful Ridgeback? Maybe somebody's got him. I'm just going to keep him. I, I, who the hell knows? Where is Red? Nobody knows. So I head back to, to Chicago. And if by some miracle he shows up before like 5 o'clock, well, then, cool, I'll just go to the game and we'll just take a deep breath. It'll yeah. be good. That ain't happening. Nope. All right. United, change the flight, heading home. And here's where I want to give my wife huge credit because where she and I differ, and this is this is why I think a lot of partnerships in life work, is where maybe where you're weak, your partner's strong. I I wouldn't call myself like I'm not a victim. I wouldn't just sit down and throw up my hands and say, Well, I guess he's gone. No, I'd try to get a plan together. She, meanwhile, she has got resources committed. She's got all sorts of. She's got resources you don't even know you had. She's got communities rallying. <laughs> She's in different social media spaces, drumming up like, "What do we do? What do we got? Who we got?" She's got stuff happening. Bingo, bango. These people say, "Here's what you got to do. You got to get in touch with these folks. These folks find dogs." Okay, you got to get a note out to this thing, the the, the shelters, so that if he that if he gets turned up, they'll be looking. You got to do this. You got. She's got. It's like in the movie where I'm coming home to be the hero. I'll find him. She's got the whiteboard with pictures and everything already up there. She scrambled the lines connecting them. Scrambled the Air Force. There's choppers in the air. There, I mean, everything. We got boots on the ground. Resources have been have been committed to the search, but still, no red and it's dark. She's out with the kids. They're putting up posters all over the place she told me today at some point like i'm picturing my kids all crying apparently my boys charlie and sam are in the back and somebody starts going who let the dogs out I'm like no they didn't she's like i swear to god they thought it was they thought it was a funny thing i'm like no it's, it's, it's it is funny after the fact but now it's dark and it's cold and the weather's crap and this is a puppy and he's been gone for hours and hours and hours and hours. And, and you're boarding I, a plane and I'm boarding a plane and I sit down on the plane and, um, guy, Give me a drink. <laughs> the guy next to me is like, Hey, how you doing? I'm like, I've had a lot better days. I'll be honest, sit down. And then he tries to chat. No, Steve, you know me. Yep. Takes a lot for me to get to a place where it's bad, but he's, 
This is bad. And I'm like, listen, I just, I got nothing for you. Right? I'm just, and then I sat there for a minute. And I took a deep breath and I'm like, don't be a jerk. And I said, sir, I said, forgive me. I said, it's just, it's been a rough day. So we got a puppy, the dog's loose. We can't find him and it sucks. And God couldn't have been kinder, nicer, oh, you know, like, and I said, you know what? I said, I often say something. I, I often say, be optimistic because it costs the same. And I said, you know what I got to do? I just got to take my own advice. I got to be optimistic. In, out, exhale. There's something called mindful breathing in the mm. Buddhist, Buddhist practices. I would, I don't care what your faith is, do mindful breathing. It's unbelievable. It'll help you. 30 second mindful breathing. Here's what you do breathe in, out. Then it's slow, deep. Then it's calm, ease. Then it's smile, release. And then it's present moment, joyful moment. That's, that's it. Five things. Breathe in, think that. Smile, release. What's that mean? When you breathe in, you smile at whatever the situation is that frightens you. When you breathe out, let it go. Mindful breathing. No joke. No joke. I just did it. I feel great. There you go. See, Stanford Steve, mindful breathing once. Whole outlook on the world changed. All good. Okay. I tried a little mindful breathing. Dude to my left. What's going on? Dog's loose. Puppy. Wow, that sucks. And he's like, this guy, he couldn't. My man, he was from Chantilly. He was a a Vols fan. Mm. Awesome guy. We were bummed out about what. Can't believe Hooker hurt his knee. Can't believe Zakai hurt his knee. But it sucks. I, you know, he was a sports guy uh, who didn't know who I was, which was awesome. Um, and then he felt embarrassed. He's like, oh, wait, you're he's not SVP. a sports. He's not a sports no, guy. No, he's like, wait, you're SVP. I'm like, it's neither here nor there. Let's we're, let's get back to the dog optimism thing. It's about this point in time, folks. I get a text. I get a text from Chief. Chief's another one of the circle of friends who if I say Who's one of the all-time great humans on Earth? Chiefs on that list. Might he's, make one, he's one seed. There you go. On your bracket, all-time great humans, Chief, one seed. Chief sends a text. It's from, I, 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 I'm like, what even is this? It just says GP town thread, loose dog. S- large, sleek, brown dog, green collar, skittish. 9.47 p.m. And I look at that and I'm like, Garrett Park, GP. I don't even know what GP is. Garrett Park. It's this great little neighborhood. I send that immediately to my wife. I'm like, is this him? But he didn't have a green collar. Calls the place. He had a green collar on today. I'm like, that's him. What I haven't told you yet is that we have enlisted the help of a dog tracker. You've heard of Dog the Bounty Hunter? This is a dog bounty hunter. Her name's Jill Barsky. I got some things to tell you about the dog hunting, dog tracking thing in a minute. She's on the case. She's been dispatched, setting up cameras. She told my wife, listen, he's going to circle. Dogs do one of two things. They either run in a straight line and are gone or they circle. He's young. He's spooked. He's going to circle. He's going to come back to this place. Okay. She's, she now has the, the, the address, which is in this little neighborhood called Garrett Park. She goes to find, see if she can find Red. When she gets there, she finds something she's never in her life seen before. There are an army of people out looking for our dog. <laughs> and this is where I got to stop and say sincerely how grateful we are that you all cared. Because um, dogs are the one thing, more than sports, they link us. This little neighborhood bunch of people are just out with with uh, flashlights, cars with their high beams, and they're yelling and they're looking for red because they saw a tweet that I sent. That's amazing. And, and, and I'm thankful. And my guy Chief had told one of his friends that lives in Garrett Park. Turns out he's up at Colgate because his son plays lacrosse for Navy, just sitting there waiting for the Colgate-Navy game on Saturday. So he happens to see this thing in the chat thread of the neighborhood, sends it to Chief. Chief sends it to me. We got boots on the ground. People are looking. MVP, like, Flan. Thanks, Flan. It's like dog It's like dog CSI. And you're on a plane. And I'm sitting on a plane. But now now I'm thinking, whoa, 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 whoa. We, 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 maybe we got, we got a lead. We got people. We're going to, maybe we got them. Somehow or another, maybe the folks freaked out red as jill suggested he's got a beeline going back to the place 
the folks at this place, and I'm going to mention the place is called Dogtopia. And I tweeted it out and I'm thinking, couldn't have been a great day for Dogtopia because this, this is not exactly like this isn't what anyone would want to think is that, that, that they lost our dog. It, I think it was just a one off and insane situation where two dogs got out. Both of them are safe and they're fine. Red's back at the door. They had put all resources they have, all the boots on the ground, all the people that they had were there and out there looking for Red. Can you imagine you're the guy, the, the dog Topi, and you look up and there's this guy at the door going, hey, man, I've seen some stuff out here and I need back in. Red's there. I get a text from my wife. They got him. I'm like, no way. And I, I get, you get like emotion. I'm like, are we sure it's him? She sends me a picture. You got to see the picture. His eyes are shut. He's just toast. He's been out for like eight hours. Who knows where I'd give anything for a GoPro and a GPS of what he did. And it turns out that what there are is all around this area. There's all sorts of parks, parkland, like creeks. And it's, it's an area called beach drive and beautiful mean, neighborhood. It really is. It doesn't mean anything to you if you don't live in the area, but it's the if the dog's going to go missing for seven hours, at least he wasn't wandering around like where he could have gotten trucked. And in this great little neighborhood and parks and whatever else, but somehow or another, I think when the folks were out there looking around, maybe that's when he's like, I don't know, I got to go. Because as Jill explained, what everyone was doing came from a great place. And I didn't know any better. I was just trying to get as many people to be on the lookout as there could be. And they took matters into their own hands to try to help, which, again, we couldn't be more grateful for. But when a dog is frightened and has fright or fight or flight or whatever, they're spooked. You sh you're not supposed to be out there screaming at the top of your lungs for the dog. They're in the woods. They hear a, 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 a limb snap. They're going to run. They run and you're out there driving around. That's when something terrible can happen. And so I didn't know any better, and neither did these folks. No one was doing this from a bad place, but Joe was very, very passionate in explaining to me, and that's why I want to give tailed treasures of Maryland. She was out there. She had the instincts right. He's going to come back, put a bunch of his stuff out. Maybe he smelled it. Who the hell knows? But she knew what she was talking about, and she was just helping, saying to me, look, you have this platform help people understand that if this happens, that there are ways to try to go about it. And the way we went about it with all the folks trying to help could have been something terrible. Nevertheless, I'm still grateful. Does that make I, You understand what I'm saying? Yes. We also had a, someone named Carmen Brothers, another guy. Again, the resources that Steph had committed to the process. We were going to go out together on Sunday. We were going to go on a hunt. Me and Carmen Brothers. Thankfully, it didn't come to that because somehow, somehow, Red made it back like eight hours later after being on the lamb all day. And at this point, I say to the guys in the plane, they got him. And they're like, yeah. And we're like, yeah, hey. And immediately the mood lifts. And it's like the weight is off your shoulders. And when I got home that night, there's the guy to greet me. And it's really interesting. There's, there's this thing that dogs do. And Otis did it when he really screwed up. <laughs> he would come and he'd lay down at my feet on his back as submissive as you could be, like to say, I'm that's my that's my bad man. I'm sorry. And when I got home after Red whimpered and jumped and did booty shakes and he just laid down at my feet on his back and I just rubbed his belly and I'm like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And his tail was just like a jackhammer, like, I'm home, we're good, the guy's not mad at me. And I wasn't. Um, there's one group of people I am mad at. Just want to send out a, a giant F you. Social media was awesome in this setting. It's mostly terrible. Everyone just wants to tell you you suck. But, this, but that's not the way real people act. Real people do what the people in Garrett Park did. They went out and they tried to help. And everyone in this community... So many people, you know, amplified the message on Twitter and so many different media folks. And I'm just I'm so appreciative of of you guys caring. That's what people do. They try to help each other. They don't do the bad thing, except for the people who exist to do the bad thing. Steph started getting texts from people. I have your dog. 
Okay, send me a picture. No, I have to send you this code first. There's apparently like some scammer community that just exists that if a dog gets lost, how they know that immediately and start trying to prey upon someone who's just trying to get their bleeping dog back. Like, what what's wrong with you? Like, you're a human. You're a human being. And that's your instinct is to do that. And that's that's pitiful behavior. Um, and so gas face given <laughs> to the people that sent the text to say, hey, we have your dog. And one person started saying, oh, he's bleeding. And if you don't send me this code, I'm going to have to like literally like the worst type of human. I just can't fathom that behavior. Um, but again, that's that's a minor blip on what was overwhelmingly um, people being helpful and uh, caring and uh, our guys back. So uh, I, I, I appreciate the folks at Dogtopia doing every single thing that they could after uh, just a weird kind of one-off situation um, and doing everything they could to rectify it with all the resources they devoted to it. And shout to all the people, Jill and Carmen, and mostly most of all my wife who didn't panic and <laughs> managed to make it all give, give us the best chance for it to work out. So there's the long and involved story of uh, Red's adventure in Garrett Park. Again, where he went and what he did, I have no earthly idea. All right. Couple questions. Yep. What did you say to Red? Where the f did you go? <laughs> and I just kept asking him. Like he was with me in the car. I went Saturday to take the signs down because we I didn't want people to be wasting their time looking. And we're driving around. And, and when we finally got to the address in the area, I was like, and I just kept saying to him, How the f did you get here? Like, what were you? And I'm and he's looking at me like I, I don't speak I don't speak bro I can't I can't can't help you I just kept and I would laugh and I just kept rubbing his head going buddy like what why why what don't run like we were so scared you're so happy you're here I just but I just kept saying it's okay when I was rubbing his belly when he laid on his back I just kept saying it's okay it's okay it's okay you're home you're home you're home and um yeah that's what I said all right he's that's not gonna do it again right. Again, he's not he's not a runner. I think yeah. I think there was just it was I think maybe there was, you know, there was a bit of a bit of a scuffle and he was just trying to get out of the get out of harm's way. And then somehow he there was an opening of some sorts. How that the inmates happened. took over. Yeah, literally. It seems like <laughs> that's kind of what happened. Uh, and I I think uh, I think he and this other dog. I got a note from the other owner on Twitter, like, hey, this is our dog. It's an Australian shepherd or something. And like, whoa. And that dog's fine. And Red's fine. I think they just went out like an adventure. Like, hey, hey look at us. Huh? Wait, <laughs> do you know where you are? No, I'm just in a, no. we're in a, we're in a creek. Now what? I don't know. All right. There's no luck. food out here. Yeah, exactly. It's cold <laughs> and it's weather sucks. Nothing soft to lie on. What are we doing? Uh... So that was, uh, yeah, that was Friday. Um then I watched the Terps game on like on DVR and it was pretty good for a while. Like, how about this might be the greatest day of all time? Oh, it's not. No. All right. That's whatever. It's fine. Now we got um, a bra now we got a bracket. Hold on. One more thing yep, because yep, yep. this has happened to me for a totally different reason. And I just watched it. I it was remember when I did the bowl game travel? I went to a bowl game every day for the show. I do. And it was my birthday. I was flying back from the Fiesta Bowl to the Sugar Bowl. And I'm on this flight, and I'm watching a Steve Gleason movie. And all of a sudden, I look. I am crying my eyes out. And the stewardess came up to me. She's like, oh, my God, is everything all right? I'm like, yeah, just got a little emotional watching this movie. I'm just thinking you as emotional as you could get with your dog like that. Like, were you all right? Like, tears on the plane. I, like that that that's a horrible horrible feeling to be on a plane while your family's trying to do everything for your dog and you're trying to do your part you know what i'm saying like yeah no i had well, to be yeah, like pretty lonely that's why i just want to check in on my guy yeah it was it was you feel completely helpless oh there's nothing you can do other than just say i'm coming home and we're gonna be all right 
again, be optimistic. It costs the same. I needed yep. to take my own advice. I, I, my, the optimism well had gotten pretty dry there because it was a long wait mm. to get any news. And so when somehow Chief and the, the Garrett Park people cracked the case, I felt like, because that was the first indication. No one had seen or said anything. Hours. We, had no, we had nothing, nothing until n almost 10 o'clock at night when they spot him over in this neighborhood. Mm. And then it felt like, all right, now we're, now we're onto some. And again, Jill was right. He circled back. And when I got that news, like, you know me, God, I'm a sap to begin with, but it was the fact that like we got him and I mm -hmm. saw the picture of him when I saw his face. I'm like, he has seen some things, man. <laughs> and she's my wife said when he got home, literally, he just, he like circled around after he ran out of all the energy he had of just so excited. He just fell down. and was toast. That's it. Out. I'm done. And then he, when they went to go upstairs and then I was like, wait a minute, I really like some food. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, we mostly, he kind of laid on, laid on Papa and we watched lots of basketball over the weekend. And, uh, you know, did you think at all, if there was not Wi-Fi on the plane? I, I would yeah I guess I, I no I, I hadn't thought of it and because we had a we had a and that's another weird thing that was kind of serendipitous is we had this delay which allowed all of this message sharing about somebody mm. saw him in Garrett Park to happen if we yeah. would have taken off on time none of that would have happened but it did and good for you buddy yeah yeah so there we go I just can't again I can't fathom here send me this send a code I have to make sure your number oh god you, enough of you, those people and you you texted me uh, about having the dog i have to send you a coat like what yeah. what's wrong with you look in the mirror be a human just don't, don't prey upon people for mm. god's sake again overwhelmingly uh the area was awesome and again thank you to everybody um but don't don't chase don't yell the name let mm. the people enlist the help of people that know don't how to do this don't tweet <laughs> Yeah, I guess I <laughs> guess I wasn't supposed to do that, but I didn't know what, what else am I going to do? Exactly. Please help. Trying they to get did. all hands on deck. We had them, man. Y'all are awesome. Uh, I don't know what to do to say thanks other than to say thanks. And you guys know I mean it because I do. When you're finished listening to me and Steve here on SVPod and you're looking for a little more input before filling out your own bracket, maybe I should listen to this so I can fill out mine. Listen to the College Game Day podcast with Reese Davis and Pete Thamel. The guys recorded a show late Sunday night together in Bristol, had a ton of fun sharing their picks for the first round of the NCAA tournament region by region. That's the College Game Day podcast. You can find it wherever you're enjoying this podcast. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step towards a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code SVP. That's code SVP. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now we got a bracket. Yeah, how about the committee? You want to say thank you to them? Uh, you know, I have one. The more I thought about it, the more I thought about it, there's 
we spend entirely too much time worrying about the back end because mostly those teams can't win six games. Yep. Okay. And so I think we've we've tried our best to just not make it a thing because with respect, maybe you, whatever you want to be in if you should be in. Yep. I think I think they screwed up with NC State and Clemson. Mm. And here's why. There's there, there's this thing. We don't do the eye test. Okay. Well, eye test is sort of subjective, right? You look at a team and you go, you know, they look like they could they could beat this team, I bet you. Well, that's just your opinion. Well, that's just like your opinion, man. Big Lebowski style. Uh well, how about an IQ test? Not an eye test. An I how about how about they played them not once, not twice, three times. And when they played them, they beat them three times by a total of 65 points. They State got debacled three times by Clemson. 65 points was the margin. And it wasn't like one of them was 40 and one of them was three. They were all significant double-digit wins. And so when you use all these quad one, like it can't just be numbers on paper. It can't, well, this thing, this has this many wins and this has that many. Okay, cool. And they played each other three times. Mm-hmm. And Clemson has a better record in the end. They finished higher in the ACC in the end. Well, the quad won three times. They played them. And, and, and this isn't, I'm not, this is not an anti-state thing. I like watching them play. <laughs> they score a lot of points and, mm. you know, they, fine. They could be worthy. It's just how's one team out and the other teams in when they happen to play three times and it was obvious which team was better than the other? Well, your numbers on the paper. I just don't. I just don't know how. I don't know how you missed that. Yep. I don't know how you missed that. Um, and again, there are Big Twelve folks. They're like, man, Oklahoma State had a lot. Yeah, they did. They sure did. And by percentage, that league got uh, more than anyone because um, it's the best league in America. We know that. I just felt like the Clemson NC State thing. The more I thought about it, the more I thought if I was Clemson, I'd be absolutely sideways because of the three. Yeah, it's a tough one. Okay, but how much hand wringing can you do? I've done all I care to do. We just these are the facts. Yep, that should be on your sheet as well. Ooh, ooh, you know, they, yeah, they had three bad three bad losses. Yeah, I get it. They lost to three teams that weren't great. But when they played NC State, what'd they do? They kicked their ass. Three times. Okay. Outside of that, I don't know. The Kansas thing, should they have gotten to go through Kansas City? I, I think they should have gotten all, gotten better than having to been in a league that has like five of the top 20 Ken Palm teams on their side of it. The West feels like analytically it's loaded. Um, mm-hmm. that, that feels tough. But I, other than that, I can't – I don't know how – you you separate and figure out this year. I truly don't. No, I mean, look, the league that my, the, that my Terps are in, going into the very last game of the season, Northwestern, if they beat Rutgers, finished second. If they lost, they finished ninth. How are you supposed to differentiate them? I don't know. Haven't got a clue. You know, Penn State mm-hmm. went to Chicago. They beat Illinois, Northwestern, and Indiana three straight days. Their reward was a 10 seed. The committee just doesn't watch tournaments or care. They've already done all this. Well, we got the people seated and we're doing the scrubbing. Yeah. So so scrubbing the seating. So should Penn State bother to play Purdue or not? I mean, (laughs) does any of this matter? It doesn't seem to. I I just don't understand that part of it. And then A&M gets a seven and their reward is Penn State. Um, And Texas's reward for winning the Big 12 is a game with A&M if they beat Penn State. So you know what? I guess the committee did a crappy job from the three things I've just said. Most mostly I guess I'm just I'm I'm noticing the things I didn't like. What do you, what are your observations mostly? Yeah, I went back and looked at the Houston Kansas thing. And when I look at it now, uh-huh. there's a possibility out there that where I would actually think I would prefer being Kansas. Really? Than Houston. Because of, of this scenario, okay? If you 
you, you play Northern Kentucky. Take Houston in that game, by the way, because they're going to have 9 million offensive rebounds against Northern Kentucky. That's week uh, number one. Analysis. The 8-9 with Houston is Iowa and Auburn. Mm-hmm. That game is in Birmingham, Alabama. Houston, if Auburn wins, Houston plays Auburn in Birmingham, Alabama. That's not fun. That's that's not great. And when we look at Kansas, the teams, the most dangerous teams to me are TCU, Gonzaga, and UCLA. There, you can only play one of them. Only one of those teams is going to get well, into the eight line. I see what you're saying. Them. You know, so and plus, I was at the Kansas. I went to see Kansas this year. The Kansas City Airport's the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and you when you, you look like in it. Kansas, people. Wouldn't uh-huh. you rather go to Vegas? There is that. I mean, that's just me. You can play cards there. <laughs> like, you don't have to search for a place. They're just right there all over. Yep. Conveniently, uh, conveniently located. But what my biggest thing when I look at the brackets, Scott, is I try to predict what everybody's going to be on. And when I look at that, and it didn't take long for everybody to see it as – our great analysts who we love and Reese Davis and Lafonso and Jay Billis, they take a red hot Duke team and they put them in the final game. And then in the same bracket, I mean, that that's the one thing I looked at was in this East bracket with Purdue that Purdue wins their conference tournament. Uh, Duke wins their conference tournament. Marquette wins their conference tournament. FAU underdog in their conference tournament final wins that conference tournament. By a lot. Yeah. And I try and get out ahead. Like, I, I feel like everybody's going to be on Marquette and Duke, and that's why I try and pick upsets in that bracket. The problem is with Texas, I just really think they're really good, and I think they have the toughest draw of a two-seed to get to the Sweet 16, uh, including a tricky game against Colgate. So when you're filling out your bracket, that's what I try and do. I do think Bama has a cakewalk. Uh, no offense to the Terps. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! To the final, but I, I out of the one seeds, I think Alabama has the easiest road for sure. Uh, I wanted to ask you about a team that I think it was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You said you thought could win a national title, mm-hmm. and now no one's talking about them because they have a couple losses in a row, and now people are picking them to lose to a fourteen seed which is UC Santa Barbara, and that is your Baylor Bears. Where are you on Baylor? Um, slightly concerned um, just because I, th- I think what happened, and this is, this is what I really wonder about the Big 12, is at the end of that year where there is not a single easy game, are you just a little bit worn out, mm. right? Like at some point, do you just, there's only so much gas that your tank can hold. And if you reach a point where you're like, you know what? Ours is kind of empty. Then that's, that's not unreasonable to say, not, not what you want. You'd much rather be the team trending in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you'd rather be Marquette or Texas. Um, And you could say, you could certainly ask, and that's a reasonable ask. Well, at the end of the big 12, if you're so tired, how come Texas looked the way they did? I don't know. Maybe because they're really frigging good. Um, where am I with Baylor? I still like what they do, and I still like that they're tough, and I like that their guards can score, and they don't have to have one guy to score. It could be George. It could be Flagler. It could be Cryer, right? Um, it could be Bridges, but I would think it would be the other three first. Uh, I still trust them. Okay. Uh, um, I, I still, do, too. I still, I, just... I still like them a lot. I think, I think just being a program that's done it, and and there's a residual belief that you know you're looking at a coach that's done it. Yeah, you know? you're looking at it you, like I know how this works. Follow me. The thing I don't like for them is potentially having to play Creighton, who I like a lot. Um, I think I think Creighton's one of those teams that I feel like is outside the top five seeds that that could play into a second weekend, uh, and it wouldn't be a shock to me. Okay. Um, but no, I'm not. I, I I thought about that. I, th- I figured somebody would get to the end of the year and would be limping. And Baylor's year started with they were zero three in the league. 
Yeah. And it and it ends with a bit of a whimper as well. Uh, but they're, I don't know, they're equipped. They're equipped. You, some teams are going to have to sort of smoke and mirrors you, right? They're going to need their best player to be their best player. And that's hard to always have happen this time of year. Yep. Not, not a lot of margin for error. But I don't know. I, I like them. I'm not I'm not concerned. Okay. Um, I'm concerned that I like Providence against Kentucky because Providence has been heading in the wrong direction <laughs> for for the last like three weeks. I don't know if that, you know, Cooley to Georgetown, like you say that in Providence, people are like Cooley would never go to Georgetown. <laughs> All right. He he I don't think so, but I don't know. I just wonder, is there anything to that smoke? Is it Shrewsbury? I think Penn State is bound to lose their coach to somebody because they have the oldest team in the country. Mm. They're losing basically everyone. I got to see them in person in Chicago. I love how they play. So They're small. I. They spread you out. Pickett plays booty ball. I don't know who – is that a douster creation? I think I know they're starting to sell. They still start selling T-shirts. Or if Pickett, Cre- whoever invented the saying, it's I great. mean, it's he's he's undersized and he just goes down like the old guy at the Y and backs you down and then you double and then they kick it out to Funk the shooter and he buries it, or he shoots a fadeaway and he's in, in your eye hole. Anyway, that's Penn State it has nothing to do with why I just said Providence. The reason I like Providence against Kentucky is because the number's small and everyone likes Kentucky. Um, Got it. The, the the my early everyone seems to be on so I like the other side, which gambling folks you don't have to explain to me you know that doesn't work over time it's fine it's fine there's more to it than that but I do tend to look for the obvious who does everyone love teams um, Providence is one everyone seems to like VCU they don't like St Mary's St Mary's is better than you probably think mm-hmm. and who is the other one that I had on Sports Center um, FAU. Yes, Florida. Yes, because Memphis just looked great in the last two games they played against Houston, and they're only given, I think, three and a half to a Florida Atlantic team that I don't assume many people in America have seen. Um, but Dusty May is going to get a job too if he wants one. Woo-hoo! Hot name out there. Done a, done an awesome job there. One and three. Yeah, it's pretty spicy. Uh, I don't All care right. who you. I don't care who you playing. It's hard to win a bunch of games. Go ahead. I really look at the Big East and be in there last weekend. Hold on. Let me ask. Go ahead. Finish the sentence, and then I have a question. I look at their teams having some serious, tough matchups in the first round. Okay. And we picked apart the Big Ten the last couple years with their lack of success. Uh But, I mean, you mentioned Providence is up against it against Kentucky. Uh, Marquette's going to get either Michigan State or USC in the second round. Shaka's lost four straight first-round games. UConn gets old nemesis in Patino in Albany, and that staff hasn't won an NCAA tournament game. Xavier comes in as a three seed, probably the worst three seed, I would say. I think they got the benefit of the doubt, but they have great wins. Uh, But they don't really play defense. I think they're up against it uh, to get to the Sweet 16. And I just, I look at the Big East. And I, I love the conference. Yep. Uh, I I love what what Shock has done. I love what UConn brings to the table. I just need to see him do it. And that's that's, that's just the scary point there. I'm not yep. saying they can't. They can yep. have multiple Final Four teams. They really can. But it's not been great lately. And they really need to come out in this first round and show something. Show me something. Not as much as the Mountain West needs to get some wins. But oh, and I eight. Eight I as a conference. Oh, and eight in their last eight. Just win some games. Um, I know they want to. That's that maybe they will. Uh I hear what you're saying on the on the Big East. That's another really good league. You you were in New York. We'll get some, I want to get some thoughts just on what that tournament is in a minute. You mm-hmm. mentioned Shaka first round. I, I just want to give John Becker, who's the head coach of Vermont, um, some love. Yeah. That team, they've been really good. He's been great. They had to totally reinvent their roster. They went out west early, took some lumps, Oof. and it was not pretty. But they figured it out because that guy's an awesome basketball coach. Mm-hmm. And as the carousel spins, you know, and I'm I'm not trying to get on the bad side of Rosillo here. He's like, wait, 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 wait. We we kind of like our guy up there. I bet you do. You should. I, I'm stunned that that coaches that that uh, teams that want an excellent basketball coach haven't knocked this guy's door down. Because yeah. look no look it, no fur look no further than the job 
that he did this year uh, in getting Vermont to the tournament. And and their reward is yeah. one of the hottest teams Brutal. on a bracket in Marquette. Uh, I'm really happy for Vermont because you mentioned Becker, and I hate to go back to COVID. He probably had his best year, best team during COVID. We documented plenty about, you know, Dayton that year with having a once in a lifetime team and opportunity. And the other team that I'm really happy for is VCU. They were the one team that had to cancel their game because of outbreak yep. and they had the tournament in the bubble. So I can't imagine how excited uh, those teams are to, to show what they got. And that's, that's, that's why we love it uh, to see, see your name on the line. It's, it's, it's a great thing. And then, try and figure everything out. And then you say, you think somebody's going to lose. And that means you hate their school. It's, <laughs> it's already great. But the one game I would, I really, really want to see is, can you think what it would be like if Houston is playing Texas in the elite eight to go to the final four in Houston, that would be as intense as there is. Yeah. We, we told Coach Sampson what we always, you know, say about his team. They lead the country in grown men, which, as he said, is kind of kind of ironic because we got a bunch of young guys. I'm like, my God, when they're seniors, I don't want to see them. Yeah, no, that'd be that'd be incredible. Um, I I think it's look, it's natural just to sort of look down the bracket and see, you know, what potentially could be out there. How about Gonzaga and UCLA running it back potentially? Um, <laughs> one of the one of the all time great games we've seen. I love where Gonzaga sits. I've said it here. I said it to few. You know. Got a three next to their name. Nobody's talking about them. You know, nobody's going to be saying they need to do this. They need to do that. They're like, oh, we'll just, we'll just, you know, we'll play Grand Canyon. Then we'll see who we get in the next one if we win it. Um, they got a bunch of folks that have been through some big time battles uh, that I find interesting. I mean, interesting is a word you could apply to pretty much any game. Imagine the Kent State Indiana game. Kent State dudes don't, they're not scared. Yeah, there's all. some history there too. Yeah, well, the coach. Wilmington. Yeah. Yeah, Kansas State. I mean, they they could play they could play the Milwaukee Bucks tomorrow night. They ain't scared. <laughs> You're right. They, they, they got they big ass care. lightning bolts. You don't. Mm-mm. You don't. Um, have you gone through and have you have you gone through like in pen and and put anybody into the final four yet? I have. <laughs> okay, let me hear it. <laughs> I have one one seed. Okay, and that's Alabama. All right. I have a seven seed. Okay. That's Sparty. Whoa. I I have a six seed. That is TCU. Okay. And I have a two seed, and that is Texas. (laughs) Bama, Michigan State, TCU, and Texas. Yep. I taped taped part of my take today, and Big Cat laughed at me for my Michigan State thing, and I said, all right, well, then give me 18 to 1 because that's what they are to win the region. So we have a little bit on the side. Okay. I just like I said, I'm going against the grain with Marquette. They've they're as hot as anybody. I just feel like that thing, those kind of things catch up to you. They, I mean, listen, I was there. They were on the rope. St. John should have beat them. Yeah. They and, and they're, they're then that narrative of Marquette totally changes. Well, uh, Kansas State's a team I love. Mm-hmm. I want to see them do it. I, I would love to see Kansas State and Kentucky in that round of 32. That's that's the thing. When you write that first round win and you see what these second round games are going to be, it is going to be dialed up. I mean, that those are sweet 16 games, a ton of them. I agree that's with that. The quality. So that, I agree that's with what's that. so exciting. But yeah, good luck in your bracket pools. Like I, I you win. Yeah, I, awesome. Thanks for great for you. But I'm not a guy that's picking chalk, and there are just some all-time matchups. I just want to see. And that's that's a more room for the matchups I want to see because now we have the bracket. Right. But um, yeah, it's but yeah, I I I think I think in in the middle like that that Midwest region could blow up. I I I I think Drake's capable. I think Kent State's capable. The winner of that play-in game, Xavier, I'm not sold on. And then that Purdue region, I know everybody's picking them not to go to the Final Four. I just feel like they're up against it um, mm. to get there. And I would love it. Um, Look, their guards, their their young guards, people picked on there for a bit in the in the, in the second half yeah. when they struggled for a little bit, um, but I don't know. I, I'm I'm in the tank for Painter. I, Me too. I always have been, and you know, I, I I'll, I'll say forever that they 
got as unlucky as you ever could in that losing that game to Virginia, that Carson Edwards game, uh, where he played as as well as a human could. Uh, some that's the thing about this the, the event. It's it's a it's a one off, and you can be awesome, and you play someone who's awesome or er, and mm-hmm. you, that's the end of it. And or you could suck and play somebody that just you know. <laughs> Couldn't hit the ocean if they fell out of the boat and you somehow you advance. And to your point, like the Marquette, uh, what Marquette St. John's. Yeah. Like, okay, well maybe you're lucky to win. Well, lots of titles are littered with stories of, yeah, you know what? We, we probably shouldn't have beaten this team. Very few teams do the, you know, Carolina the year they just cruised in every game with Hansborough, right? Very oh, few, yeah. very few teams have that road that doesn't involve a bump. Um, and a lot of them hit severe turbulence. You just have to ride it out when you do. Uh, I, I am no good because I sat down today and looked at it and I just get crippled with, with, uh, I just can't, I can't commit to, I'll, I'll go to the final. Like I, I went through last night. I think I told Billis like, I got Arizona and Gonzaga. And then I just did it on the fly and I didn't do any of the math to get from the left to the right. Excuse me, from the right to the left. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. Or the left to the right. I did none of the math. I just like, you know, I, I really like Arizona. I like that team. And I, you know, kind of wouldn't bother me if, if Fuey got there just to shut up the people that want to hold up, hold the one thing against them that they haven't done. Uh, and then I think, do I even think they're going to win like two games this week? I don't know. So this is me telling you, I really, I haven't done my homework. Uh, if I'm supposed to arrive here at the pod with some, I think this, I think that. I you don't do a, you do it every year, so we're used to it. We okay. got it. All right. Well, I Rosillo he said many, many smart things, but one of the truest I believe is that having access to to so much information ju- can just make you dumber. Mm-hmm. And watching as much as I have, I just feel like the 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 picture is so horribly muddied for me or muddled or both. I think I disagree. I think it's because you look at the metrics too much. It might be. You don't trust your eye anymore. You got a good eye. Thanks, you know pal. talent. You know good teams. Thanks, Just go buddy. with what you see. Yeah, there you go. Come on. A little pick-me-up from Stanford Steve. Help yeah. me feel a little better about myself. Noon, noon, noon Eastern Thursday, throw the metrics out the window. Throw First the ball game. up, and let's see what happens. What's better than that? You hear that? Da, 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 da. And then I'm just I'm just going to be. And then I'm at my, 2.30, what are you? <laughs> I said that to my my guy, Sheehan. I said to him, I was like, I if it's 2.30 and it's like, I'll just be like, well, this sucks. I hate this stupid event. <laughs> like no one else has even got a sweat yet, and it's over for you. That's the thing about the first game. That's nope. dodgy. Although remember way back in the day, Terps against St. Louis in Joe Smith's year when the Terps Gary was bringing the Terps out of the doldrums. They played the first game, beat UMass that year. X-ray O'Hip on St. Patrick's Day. The real Thank ones you. know. Where'd real you watch that one? T Bones. Rest couple peace. Til- tipsy Welshman's that well, day. Oh, I promise you, <laughs> your boy was dangerous at T-Bones. Unemployed, <laughs> didn't have a dollar. Living the life. Ladies, what's happening? See you at T-Bones. <laughs> <laughs> I was dangerous. I had a couple of Abercrombie and Fit shirts, and I was I was ready to go. <laughs> had a braided belt. Remember those fellas? Oh, yeah. The braided belt that hung down low. Heck, yeah. Yeah. I, I had a barn jacket. <laughs> Barn jacket, a braided belt, and some Abercrombie shirts. Let's go to T-Bones. Oh, boy. It was kind of bleak beneath the surface, let's just say. What else do I Don't judge a book by its cover because that cover looked good. That's true. It wasn't much in the book. Uh, So I don't have anything for you. I don't know who Uh, wins. Next week, I'll have a much better idea. But I'm not going to tell you. I think this. I don't know. I don't know anything. mm. I feel like I had important things to say about other things, but I mostly it was just dog and bracket. Oh, wait, shout to Chicago. And it was fun being there. And I told you, I was going to mention the Minnesota guys, the Maryland game against Minnesota was right around the number at the end. And let's just say when you're the last game against the last place team and it's late game's been going all day, there aren't a ton of people left at the very end, but the people who were there all had Minnesota plus Mm. 13 in the hook. 
And there was a group, there was a row of probably three guys, young guys, Minnesota guys. And Jameer Young's at the free throw line and shoot. And they're, they're like, no. And he makes the free throw line. Like you hear people like, no. And then I, I look back and I see him and they're laughing. And I do like the nervous type typewriter fingernail chew. <laughs> and then they get to the other end and Minnesota's like, got to have this three. And they miss. And the kids, the one of the guys just shows, Scott, they need to run the cover play. <laughs> they quote Stanford Steve, and I was like, they just they didn't run it, buddy. Yeah. And uh Maryland made their free throws, and uh it was just good fun to share a moment with some of the 28 humans that were still left in the United Center, which by the way, what a building. Oh, yeah. Wow, what a building that is. Just mm. incredible. Um fun to be in it for a night. Would have been better for two, but you know, we yeah. had a dog, we had a dog to rescue. And the uh, uh Thankfully, Dude. that happened. Yeah, and shout out. Glad we're going to see more games at the Garden because going back there, it's I, – I don't know how to explain it anymore. Like, you just have to go. There's a couple guys that were first-timers in the Garden, and it's it's like 140. St. John's has the lead, and that place is in an uproar because they're on the cusp. St. John's hasn't played in Friday night. In the semifinals of the Big East tournament since 2000, I couldn't believe it when I heard it. And they were right there. And then UConn-Providence was just fantastic. The middle of that run of Providence, uh, they there was a blip, a blip, where they took over the building. Uh, but uh, that was tremendous. And then uh, I was really sad to see DePaul uh get that close and and be that close and, and then Xavier come back and win that one. I will say one thing about uh, Shaka Smart that I loved is when you play the first game, your assistants come out to scout the second game. I've seen it my whole life. Happens in an NCAA tournament, happens in the Final Four, elite, uh, Sweet 16, whatever. Shaka's the first head coach I've ever seen come out and sit with his assistants and watch every second of UConn-Providence, and I thought that was just really cool. Like I, I get it. He's he's an emotional dude. He's 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 in a full stance. He's even got his hand up sometimes when guys got the ball and his guys are on D. But uh, it was really cool to see, and uh, I was happy uh, for Marquette. Good good fan base. Uh, they don't have as much as the uh, the accent as as Beadger fans do. But you don't you don't notice the Midwest. Uh, we are twang? Marquette. Yeah. I got it. Won the regular season and won the postseason. That's uh that's that's quite a year for a team that didn't go portaling the way yeah. so many did. That's really impressive. That's uh, a great call. And it's a culture thing. Like that's an overplayed word, but I mean that just speaks to what they're building very quickly there. So you're you're uh I agree in saluting that. I've never been to that tournament. Um and I'd love to go because you know me, I'm a venue guy. I love a great crowd, and I just defer to people like Jay Wright. Now, when you've won a couple titles, you know, you can say stuff like this and people aren't going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm. He said winning the Big East is is like the equivalent of making a Sweet 16. You know, if you win a title in I the Garden, it's just as good as winning two games in the tournament. And, well, you know, when you've won six a couple of times and you can <laughs> sort of casually throw around comments like that. I thought it was really interesting. Uh, Kevin Willard, his first year at Maryland, uh, obviously was at Seton Hall for, I want to say it was like a dozen years. And he talked about Chicago and he's like, oh, you know, it's great, great to be here. And I kind of miss the garden, you know, it's like, and that's not, you're not knocking the United no. Center or Chicago or the Big Ten. I mean, it's a big time event, but the garden is one of one. And the energy with two different fan bases, one in the city, one just on the other side of the river in, um, in New Jersey, and then having big time city fan bases, Chicago, New York, Washington, D.C., Omaha. What's up? You know, you got, you got, you got juice, man. That's yeah, it's, it's there was a, plenty uh, of that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such an awesome time of year. Um, yes. And you know, if, if the team you root for has got 40 minutes on the clock, you just, you just want 40 more. Yep. You just, that's cry. the truth. And especially if you can get to that second one. And if you can somehow steal that, then you get another week of thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, and if it ends at two uh, thirty for the Dirty Terps, you know what? Hey, they made a line in a year where they're picked whatever they're tenth or something in the league. So hey, 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 what were you you're talking about? All this optimism, 
Oh, I'm just uh, all right. Oh, believe me, we're 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 not we're not writing anybody's obit. I'm just saying, <laughs> got to be grateful. Uh, be present. Be grateful. I'm both of those things, and right. uh, you know, look forward to uh, Thursday at twelve fifteen, and then all day long, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's as good. It's as good an event as there is, uh, and we spend all year thinking about it. And then I get the bracket, and I have a podcast, and I, I'm supposed to fill it out, and I didn't. I think we just same know. old, same old. That's fine. That's yeah, sort of, sort of what we do. Yeah, what are they going to say? Go home. Fine. <laughs> Put it. There's going to be an indent in my couch anyway. Uh, uh, thank you again to everybody that cared. Thank you again to everybody that um, you know rallied the uh, rallied the troops uh, on behalf of a of a puppy that was ours. Uh, we appreciate you and. Um, Go get them dirty terps and whoever you root for. Got anything else, Steve? Play ball. Da 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 da.